This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Baruch We're continuing in Daf HaShavua. We're learning Meseches Ksuba, Yisdaf Nun Amar Beis. The Mishnah said, on Daf Mem Tesamet Aleph, that on the day that Rebbe Lezer ben Azariah became the Nasi, uh, Rebbe Lezer ben Azariah said that just like the boys only inherit the father after he dies, girls are only sustained from the father's assets after he dies. So Yasser Rabbi Yosef kamed Rav Hamnuna. Rabbi Yosef sat before Rav Hamnuna, which implies Rabbi Yosef was smaller than Rav Hamnuna. In Kedushin on Dav says, it's Masha Rav Hamnuna was the Talmud of Rav Chista. And Rabbi Yosef was the friend of Rav Chista. So Taisa says there are two Rav Hamnunas. Anyway, here we're talking about the Rav Hamnuna that was greater than Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef was sitting before him. The Yosef Rav Hamnuna v'Kamar. Hamnuna was sitting and he was saying, "Kishem she'ein habonim yarshin elamenakarka." Just like the boys. Again, this is based on the Mishnah that the Mishnah says that there's a comparison between Benin Dichrin and the daughters. So, based on that comparison. Just like the boys only inherit elemena karka from real estate, kachina banos nizainos elemena karka. The girls are also only sustained from real estate after the father dies. Avish alei kuleyama. The whole world screamed at him. The whole world made a lot of noise. Everyone was very upset. Everyone made a commotion. Only someone who leaves over land, the children inherit. If someone doesn't leave over land, the children don't inherit. Rabbi Yosef said, no. What, what Rav Hamnuna meant was, Maybe what, Mar, maybe what the Master was referring to was, Ksubas Benin Dichrin. What does that mean? Says Rashi, the two takanois that the Chalmur Masakin in the Ksuba, one, Ksubas Benin Dechren, we'll see what that is, and two, that a daughter is sustained from the father's assets, they reflect on each other. Now we learned by Ksubas Benin Dechren, we're going to learn later on Adaf Tzadi Aleph, that Ksubas Benin Dechren, which is like this, that if a man marries a woman, the sons inherit the ksuba of the sons of that mother inherit uh, the ksuba of the mother, as opposed to the father's other's sons. So let's see Rashi. Rashi says the din of ksubas benin is that they don't collect from a taltalin. So, even if they're if they're in a chasim she'ein lahem achrayis, which is metaltalim, it's uh, it's not relevant until unless there are nechasim she'ishlam achrayis. So, 
What is it? What exactly is Ksubas Benin Dechren? So Rashi cites the Mishnah, someone who's married to two wives, and he died, and, and they died. Okay? The two women died. And then he dies. So both of the assignment of, of each wife, the sons from each wife, they want the Ksuba of their mother. So let's say one of the Ksubas was a lot of money, and one of them was a little money. Um, or even if it was the same amount, sometimes one woman has a lot of kids and the other woman has a few kids. So the one that has a few kids want the ksuba of their uh, money to divide amongst themselves, and the children of the second one will divide the ksuba of their mother, uh, mother among themselves. And why are they able to collect the ksuba of their mother? So that Rashi says is Mikayach Tenai Ksubas Iman. They're coming to collect the Ksuba of their mother. This is a Tenai of the Ksuba. Because the Ksuba says, Ksubas Benin Dichrin, the Ksuba of the male progeny, the Yahavan Lichiminai that you have from me, Inun Yarsun Kesav Ksubas, they will inherit. Provided that, Provided that there is a leftover of a dinar, more than the two ksubais, in order to mekayim nachla midaraisa. So these children take the ksuba of their mother, and these take the ksuba of their mother. Otherwise, if there's not a uh, dinar of, of nachala left, they divide equally based on their head count. Because we can't be oiker the nachla de iraisa. Basically, um, the male progeny want to inherit the mother's ksuba, which we only allow to happen provided that we're mekayim, the dine nachla medairaisa. So when, when Rev. Hamnuna said, the banim are not yoresh, only minakarka, that doesn't mean boys only inherit karka, that means when boys want to um, make a claim on this right to collect the ksuba of the mother, they only have a right to, uh, to collect karka for the ksuba of the mother. They don't have a right to collect metaltalin for the ksuba of the mother. So that's what Rav Hamnuna meant. Just like boys are only yoresh menakarka, ksubas benin dichrin, so too girls, after their father's demise, are only supported menakarka. So Rav Yosef uh, interpreted what Rav Hamnuna meant, as we just mentioned. Amar Lei, Rav Hamnuna said, Mar the master, meaning you, Rabbi Yosef, you're a great person. You knew what I was talking about. Those other guys, you know, they weren't as great. They didn't really understand what I meant. Amar Rabbiya Bar Yosef. Rabbiya Bar Yosef said, "Rav zon michite de aliyah. Rav sustained Yisoimais from wheat of aliyah. Yisoimais came before Rav." And they were toivea mezoinois from the wheat of their father, because there was no karka there, only metaltalin. And Rav gave them. So this is the story. You ready for the story? Rav Yitzchak bar Yosef. Um, sorry, Rav Chia bar Yosef said Rav supported yesoimois from wheat of Aliyah. So now we have a big shiloh what this means. Iboilahu, parnasa havya. Was this parnasa? Parnasa means this is not just sustaining them, but a father is obligated to provide his daughter with a dowry so that people should want to marry her. 
So maybe Rav gave them from the wheat of the father's metaltalin as a dowry. Umay Aliyah, what does it mean he gave them from the Aliyah? Ilavaya da'av, from the goodwill of the father. Because when the father dies, and we're going to provide the girl um, with what we call parnasa, a dowry, Shmuel says, When we want to determine what kind of dowry the father is going to provide, we're going to basically estimate based on the generosity of the father. If the father, you know, he's a generous kind of guy, if in the shul when they make an appeal, you know, he's giving the more generous amount. So we see he's a, he's a good-hearted guy. So then if he dies and we have to give the daughters from his assets, we'll give them a generous amount. As opposed to if he's the guy who's, you know, matan beseser, which means that he's giving three cents, so then, then uh, that's the way we're going to deal with um, the children. Or maybe, maybe he was actually feeding them, not as the dowry, but su- basically sustaining them. You know what it means? We give them from the aliyah. We basically were invoking the good words said in the attic where a takana was made that even though technically girls are only sustained from karka, but a takana was made that we even sustain them from metaltalin. So aliyah means what the takana that took place in the aliyah. The Amar of Yitzchak bar Yosef ba aliyah hiskinu sheyu benois nizoynes menam metaltalin. Rabbi Yitzchak bar Yosef said, in the Aliyah, they made a takana that daughters are sustained from movables. So that's the Shiloh. How did, why did Rav give them a Taltalin? Was it to fulfill the dowry? Or was it for sustaining them? Tashma. In the hand of Rabbanoi, the brother of Chibar Ava, was metaltalin of the Yisoyimim. The Yusoyimus came before Shmuel. Amarlei, he said to him, Zil zoin, go, sust- go support them. Go sustain these girls. So in other words, in the hands of Rav Banoi, the brother of Chibar Ava, there was Metalton of Yusoyimim. And uh, Shmuel said, sustain them. Now, my love, Lemezoine, does it not mean sustain them in terms of giving them food? Like Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef said they made a takanach, the Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef, really? So Gemara says, no. Who says it was as sustaining them? Hasam lefarnasa havoi. Maybe it was for parnasa. And Shmuel, who said sustain them, was going according to his re- reasoning. That when it comes to providing with a dowry, Shmuel Tamei the Amar Shmuel LeParnasa Shaman Baav. Shmuel said, "For Parnasa, we evaluate based on the goodwill of the father." Have Uvda Ben There was a story in Arda, Vidoin Dayanim De Neherda, and the Dayanim of Neherda judged the case. 
Meaning, there was a case and the, and the judges judged that they, the daughter should be supported from a Taltalan. But Pompadisa, there's a story in Pompadisa, of Agve Rav Chana Bar Bizna. Rav Chana Bar Bizna also determined that they should be supported by, from a Taltan. Amalu Rav Nachan, Rav Nachan said, you guys are dead wrong. Zil Hadru, go return it. You cannot enforce that they get supported from a Taltalan. Vi'iloi, and if you don't want to retract and correct your psak, magbino l'chu la'apad denaychu minaychu, we're going to collect your assets from you. How do they translate the word apadnaychu? Is that your house? Apadnaychu. What does the word apadnaychu mean? Mansion? What's that? Mansion. Mansion. We're going to collect your home from you. Basically, Rav Nachman was saying that you're wrong. You have no right to collect metaltalin. Not for, it sounds like not for the dowry, like Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef said, will force the collection of metaltalin for. Meaning, none of, you cannot collect metaltalin. Not like Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef said that they made a takana in the Aliyah to support girls from metaltalin. And not like Shmuel, who said that you have to. Will evaluate based uh, the father's responsibility of giving a dowry based on the generosity of the father. So, <laughs> Rav Nachman ordered them to correct their mistake. Rav Ami Rav Asi savor lemezam nimetaltali. Rav Ami Rav Asi thought to sustain Yisaymos from metaltan. Amar lehu Rav Yaakov Bar Idi. Rav Yaakov Bar Idi said, "Milsod Rav Yochanan Rishlakish lo yavdi ba'ovda." We don't find that Rav Yochanan Rishlakish issued a ruling. That daughter should be sustained from a taltan. Aton avdin ba'ovda. You're going to judge a case. You're going to act. We never found the great personalities like Rabbi Yochanan Rishlakish to have ordered the collection of metaltalin. So you're going to judge that? Rabbi Elazar Savar, Rabbi Elazar held, Lamezan mi metaltan, to sustain from metaltan. Amar lafana Rabbi Shimon ben al Rebbe, he's, Reb Shimon ben El Yaakim says to Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe, I know you're not acting according to the letter of the law. I know you're having Rachmanus, that even though technically the Yisoyimim should not have to give metaltalin, you're acting out of Rachmanus. But what I'm afraid is, Elashem Tamidim, and I know you're not enforcing. In other words, I know you're not forcing them to give metaltalin. But I'm afraid maybe the Tamidim will see. V'yikbu halacha l'dayrois. And they'll establish the halacha for all generations that you have to give metaltalin. Ha'huda asal ha'kameidu Rabbi Yosef. Somebody came before Rabbi Yosef. Amar luhu. He said to them, Havu lami tamri Somebody came before Rabbi Yosef. And Rabbi Yosef said, well, you have to support these Yisoyimais. Give her from the dates that are on the mat. They fell off the tree. Give her, give the Yisoyima from the dates. Amalei Abaye. Abaye said, but you wouldn't even have to pay a Balchoiv from a Tautalan. 
Meaning, even a Ba'achayv, who has the ability to collect from Meshubadim, does not collect from the Metaltan of Yusayimim. We know if, if the fa- if, let's say the father owed somebody money, he could collect from the land of the Yusayimim, because the land was Meshubad to him, but he does not collect from the Metaltan of the Yusayimim. So you're going to say the daughter is better than a Ba'achayv? Right, Ilu Balchayv Hava. If he was Balchayv Kihai Gavna, Mi Hava Yahav Leimar. Would the master give the Balchayv? Amar Le Rabbi Yosef said, "No, you misunderstood me." The Chazia Labudya Kamina. I meant those dates that are fit for the mat, that are close to falling down, that are soon to fall. Give them those dates, but they're still attached to the tree, so they're considered karka. So Gemara says, "What do you mean?" But if they're about to fall. Then we say, anything which is destined to be cut is like it's cut. Anything which is destined to be cut is like it's cut. So if it's going to fall, about to fall off, then it's like metaltalin. So why do you have to give it to the Yisaymais? So Gemara says, I'm talking about those dates that still need the tree. So they're, they're, it's, at this point in time, it's not destined to be cut. It's not made to fall off right now. And therefore, it's considered karka, and karka definitely you have to be able to to support the yisaimos from karka. Are they, are they ready to be harvested? You can cut them, but they're not ready to be harvested. So, meaning, are they not ready? Kind of a contradiction, no? Well, why do we say that it's ripe? Ripe? Maybe it's not ripe. Means so then it's not fit for the mat. Or it's, I mean, I don't know. I think Toysu says that we're talking about where even though it's fit for the mat, but it would be beneficial for them if they stayed on the tree. So it could use some extra ripening. So that's so even though ultimately it's going to fall right now, the tree needs it, so it's considered karka. In other words, it, it it's ripe, but extra time would do it good. Okay, Rabbi Isai, let's hold it over here. We'll see you next week, Be'ezus Hashem, Daf Nun Aleph, okay? Bracha Vatzlacha, have a wonderful Shabbos. Okay, Kol Tov. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.